Hi, I'm Metta. Welcome to the Hansa Conversations, a podcast. The Hansa philosophy is based on a therapeutic idea that is relational and adaptable. Through this podcast, we want to create a deeper conversations to build sensitivity and awareness around movement practices and life in general. So welcome and listen in. This is Meta from Hansa Indonesia and I have Vincent Baleda, the founder and director of Hansa and you are here in our very, very first Hansa Conversations uh, podcast. Yay! <laughs> so, um, yeah, so both Vincent and I have been wanting to do a podcast and we finally get around to do it right now because... Um, Both of us, like the rest of the world, are in some kind of quarantine at the moment. Um, so, Vincent, would you like to share with everybody where you are at the moment and your situation? Sure, sure, sure. So, I am in Beijing. So, I arrived uh, probably two days ago. It feels like last week. Um, so, I, I am quarantined in a lovely uh, hotel in Beijing. And, um, yeah, just going through the motions, really, of trying to organize myself within the next uh, 12 days or so, what to do, um, and also set a routine in place for myself so that I maintain a certain degree of activity and positivity around all of this. Um, it's been a bit of a mission getting here, but now I'm settled, I, I feel comfortable, and now it's a matter of just being stable. How's the situation um, there? I mean, outside of the place where you quarantine, are people going back? Into- yeah, as, yeah. As I look out the window, there's there's definitely a lot of movement, people, uh, traffic. Um, I think there is still a number of restrictions in terms of of travel, uh, domestically. Uh, also, there's still a number of restrictions in terms of how many people can congregate. Um, studios are still closed. But things seem to be getting back to normal. I believe um, the cases, the coronavirus cases now are not transferred domestically. They are coming from international uh, arrivals. Mm. So there is, yeah, there's, so there's a number of, uh, I think, um, policies in place to make sure that they don't have a, a second wave of this coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it. Um, me, on the other hand, I am right now in my hometown of Bandung, Indonesia. I'm putting myself through self-isolation just because I've been traveling a lot. And I just want to be careful and not becoming a risk to everybody around me. So, yeah, I'm also not getting out much. But that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, gives us a, it just gives us a chance to regroup in some respects. Uh, because we've both been very busy, and uh, I think this is an opportunity really just to consolidate all the work we've done and, and strategize for things in the future. Yep, yep, yep. So with this, um, the idea with this conversation is really both Vincent and I wants to find a way to sort of share more of a deeper um, conversation, I guess, understandings of the Hansa through... Um, I guess, what do you call this? An audio format that can reach everybody around the world. And since 
most people in this world are going through isolations or quarantine. It seems to be the right topic to talk about these hot issues. Um, so I guess what I want to start this conversation with is that since everybody's stuck to their own homes, um, what can we do as individuals uh, in our own isolations to maintain some level of health? Well, that's a, that's a very good question. Uh, for me personally, um, what I am setting up to do is uh, organizing a routine where I practice my yoga, uh, my Tai Chi, and also because of my position, I'm also um, creating new programs. So I spend a lot of the morning uh, in, in a practical physical situation where I am moving my body. Mm. But more more importantly to that, you know, it's, it is it is trying to define for yourself on a daily basis a, a routine that keeps you motivated and at least it has a level of purpose that mm-hmm. enables you to, to move into activities, whether it be physical, whether it be more contemplative or just creating creating opportunities for yourself to, to work at a schedule that is maintained, and I think I think the discipline of maintaining a schedule is essential in these in these situations. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that that really helps um, to get into routine. I know it, it's it's quite difficult though. I feel that all of us are now trying to deal with this new change, adapting to a new way of living and. Uh, Mm. It's something that we are trying to navigate, I guess. Yeah, and... yeah, I agree. And uh, for me, what I've noticed, the biggest change is the pace that we approach today. Um, and I'm finding that my the pace is, is much slower or it has to be approached with a, a slower attitude. Um, and because it's very easy to ingest a lot of the things that we want to do in a day within the space of a half a day and then there's nothing left to do um, or we find it difficult to find things to do. And so moving at a slower pace has been one of the one of the biggest observations on my part and also shift that I needed to make. What kind um, of so, shift do you... Well, in terms of a shift, it's, it's more a, a perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, have, I have time. I have plenty of time. We're in the past... The, the feeling was I didn't have time and I had to rush whatever activity that I needed to do or get whatever job I had at the moment done as quickly as possible. And now, like, um, there's a few things that are coming up that uh, I like to do after my quarantine and, and I find myself already rushing into these jobs without sitting back, contemplating first the nature of the job, um, looking at more the detail of it, and also, more importantly, you know, really considering the bigger picture. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then, and it's like, and then I'm sitting at the computer going, oh, I've got 12 days really here. And I, there's no real hurry for mm-hmm. me to finish it tonight, you know? And so, and so it is that shift. <laughs> it is that shift. Um, and and it, does, it does take a while, I think. But yeah, and thank you for sharing that because I've been feeling, I've been feeling um, 
like sometimes I feel like I have so much to do and I have to rush and then sometimes I feel like I have so much to do that I just don't want to do all of them <laughs> like at yeah. all <laughs> so it's that's right I need to find the right pace to actually navigate through that and and this thing is quite beautiful because one of the things principles that you always mention in terms of concept practice is to do it slowly and and the right pace that you're not in a hurry that you can taste the movement that you're doing and you're aware of everything that's happening at that moment so that's really beautiful that's right that's right and i, and I think you know the, the hansa principles really come come to light in these situations in ways that are, are not just theoretical anymore or somehow sit outside of our reality but can mm-hmm. be really embodied and truly felt on a physical and mental level mm-hmm. in ways that that really um, brings more intimacy to these principles and what Hansa actually means. And and so, to, to you know, to move through these moments with, with a level of stability and a level of um, being present to the fluctuations were both you know, of our emotions, because it's so uncertain, mm-hmm. all of this, uh, you know, there's so much of an unknown at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I catch my, I catch myself sometimes going, you know, or feeling uh, a very unstable, ungrounded, because, you know, I can't project what I'm doing next week, or, or what's happening in, in the future, what is what it's going to hold for me. Mm-hmm. So, so all of a sudden, it's it's it really does then, you know, make you consider what I've been teaching mm-hmm. uh, for the last few years in a way that's, you know, much more practical and much more, you know, outside of the yoga mag in the real world in real life, that these principles really do expand beyond just the yoga room mm-hmm. or or the physical practice. It's it's really. I think attitudinal. It's it's a way of perceiving life, and and you know, funnily enough, just slightly digress. You know, I've 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 got a little book with me, you know, and it's the Tao. Mm. I've been reading I've been reading that in the last uh, few days, and you know, it's a very clear message in terms of moving with a, a very. Uh, I suppose a grip that's not too tight but not too loose either. <laughs> that's so difficult. <laughs> it, it is, and I think, and I, th- and I think, and I think, if if we if we can just strip it back to if that is the practice of yoga is being able to find that middle uh, path, if you like, as the Buddhist talk about that middle path between, you know, holding and and also being loose enough at the same time. And mm-hmm. uh, you know to be structured, to have a structure, but at the at and the next consideration also to have that formlessness, you know, present to you as a choice when mm-hmm. needed. Um, so so and and this is you know very clear opportunities for that to to now be practiced, and and mm-hmm. be realized in its deepest sense. Right, right, right. So I mean, talking about that, the middle path, I mean, I'm just going to bring it to a slightly more practical sense. I mean, and bring it to, for example, maintaining a self-practice at home. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I and probably many people before all this have been con- conditioned almost in a way of 
trying to maximize the use of free time, like trying to do more work because now I have free time. And sometimes yeah. there's that desire to apply that as well to practice, right? Like, okay, this is a good time to practice whatever I need. I, I can't accomplish yet. But so how how can we use that idea of middle path into our self practice at this time? Yeah, well, that's that's a very good question. I mean, you know, we're we're looking at a one work from the perspective of work mm-hmm. of you know managing our approach so that we, we don't just fulfill our time with you know jobs you know administration work or what have you so mm-hmm. so we tempering we're tempering that but then i think also at the same time we need to also temper our practice when we have time as well because it's we can easily over practice as well mm. so my my approach in the last few days being in quarantine is to do little practices but more regularly mm-hmm. and, and so in my practice yeah so my practices would be 20 minutes long let's say my yeah today my practice is 20 minutes long and then I had my breakfast and I did some chores around my room mm-hmm. and then uh, I did a tai chi uh, practice as well which again was 20 minutes so it was this little bites but there's, there's this consistency to it and what I've what I found you know is these are dotted throughout the day that they give me a chance to regroup and ground down again ah okay you know through the course of the day um it gives me an opportunity to to re-establish um a, a level of stability that sometimes, um, you know, we we can get lost with with the the wealth of information in terms of what's happening out in the world, mm-hmm. and it's and it's hard to decipher what is factual and what is very subjective and emotionally based and charged um, information. Yeah. So and it's easy, you know, under social media uh, influence to 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 lose a level of perspective around you know, what what is supportive and what isn't supportive in terms of, of information. What do we need to know and what can we disregard? And that becomes really hard to to sift out. Yeah. But what I what what I found is that doing these little tiny practices that again, you know, I want I want to flow through my day. You know, I want my day to be have to have this rhythm. So these practices have a, a level of ease to them. Right, that means right. That 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 is maintained through the rest. Once I finish, it's maintained through the other parts of my days or other parts or the other activities that I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that, and that's such a great idea because um, I think it's so important right now to also take care of our mental state. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety and fear that comes out at. Uh, as a result of everything that's happening in the world and for me I personally love a morning practice and and I I spent time before the practice doing the Hansa seed practice just to sort of ground Mm. myself and then I meditate afterwards and it's very good to start the day but I I do notice that throughout the day I mean with just checking news listening to news talking to people then I lose balance again and but if I see it as like, how about I have several practices throughout the day, then it might help a lot in terms of managing those um, emotions or 
whatever yes, comes yes, up. I, yeah. Yeah, and the practices don't have to be physical. They can be breathing-based practices. They can be contemplative. You know, but my suggestion, any, you know, any movement, uh, you know, movement to me anchors us into a physical reality that then tends to negate some of the, um, you know, emotional fluctuations. So I, I try and create practices for myself that that have that contemplative effect. So they're not just physical, but they also touch upon my uh, mind's attention, uh, field of attention, its ability to be stable. Mm. Uh, so they're very contemplative in nature. So, and I like combining movement and mindfulness. And I think to me, these practices uh, are very sustainable. And, mm. and if, you, know, you know, if I feel ungrounded and I try and sit down and, and um, try and be still and contemplative or, mm -hmm introduce a breathing practice I sometimes I've, it agitates me even more because the, the the stillness and the agitative mind there's too big a gap between the two and so <clears throat> when I add movement I think the gap narrows and my mind settles mm. and there's a, a greater degree of um, I suppose evolution of, of establishing again uh, that rhythm that I spoke about which is ease and grace mm -hmm. yeah yep yep agree totally agree i feel that i can find certain kind of oh, better mm. stillness and movement as i move yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, 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 just the other thing you know just you know because my like my mind is like everybody else's mind and, and when i project into into you know the uncertainty of the future you know fears come up Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 they can sometimes be overwhelming. But what what I it's, it's it's trying to find some level of recognition of the reality of now, where I am now, and you know, I and I'm in a safe space. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I've got a roof over my head. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm com I'm comfortable. I know my family is safe as well. Um, they're doing okay, they're thriving. So mm. when I bring myself back to actually the reality of now, you know, the, what, what is actually truly happening now in terms of myself and my family. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, most people, I think, then it's, it kind of it detaches me away from those, again, um, projections of uncertainty and, and, and the fear that builds up and, and the emotionality that, also starts to pulsate at a higher a higher rhythm right 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 yeah i think I, I agree with you like bringing the bringing everything to now is really really helpful and yeah and talking about that unsteadiness because of fear um i mean i'm not trying to be morbid or anything but a lot of people are probably thinking about death a lot because we see the numbers of people dying around the world are rising every day yes, and yes. I mean how do you have any suggestions on how to manage that or how to deal with that like seeing those numbers every day rising yeah well that's that's I mean we, we, we relate to 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 these numbers because a one it also shows our uh, mortality as well mm. um, uh, but at the same time, you know, death, 
our own demise, if you like, and and the uncertainty of of life and our life mm-hmm. is, is a really big is a really big topic. And so, and then just like you know, the day we take small bites out of the day, we take small bites out of our practice, and then eventually, you know, those those bites, you know, these small bites, we we come to the end of the day, and it's another day down in quarantine. and and, uh, you know and then and so it's the same with death you know we we take small bites out of it rather than and so what enables us to understand how to take small bites or what how big a a bite we should take or how we should approach it is really something that we build over time and it's not an instant cure Mm. you know and so a regular practice to me is, is 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 what enables you to become resourceful enough to deal with this level of our existence that is inevitable. Mm. And so so for me, the practice gives us the tools to deal with our own mortality or our own death, but also gives us the tools to to live as well more positively and with, uh, with greater intimacy with life, even under the shadow of death. It yeah. enables us to, to be present to both. And I think sometimes it's easy to become overwhelmed by what we see in the news, but there's still a lot of life to be lived and there's still a lot of life to be felt. Mm. And, in the feeling, and in the feeling of life, it's always paradoxical. We always, there is this level of joy that we can feel, but what comes side by side with that is also not so good stuff as well right and, yes. and, and, death, and death is part of that so to to live a meaningful life or a, a purposeful life is to be able to um, uh, navigate both as, with as much equanimity and balance mm. um, but this is built over time i don't i don't think you can do it all in one go and i think you know our practice is it is what it is. We're practicing to live. We're practicing to die. We're practicing to be able to accept both at the same time. Oh, I and, like that. Uh, yeah. Yes. And so, so to me, that's that's what a practice is all about. And you know, and if if we if we knew straight away how to do it, then we wouldn't be practicing, would we? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, and like what you yes. said about we're practicing to live and we're also practicing to die because it's really, they go hand in hand. And yeah, yeah there's no death without life. There's no life without death. That's right. That's right. And so, um, and again, it's how tightly do you grip and how loose do you hold the grip <laughs> as well. So, and in and, and every situation, is, every day is going to be a different day and, and then, and again, one of the principles that I teach, I think, enhances the ability to adapt, mm. you know, because because everything does change or at least fluctuates, and 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 if you if you know the rhythm, the rhythms that you, that are out there, you can adapt to those rhythms and 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 move in time with those rhythms, so the disturbance is less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and I I agree with what you said that it is a practice because whenever I get into that state of fear. I mean, my practice is normally practice of gratitude or trying to remember what I have at this moment and that helps me a lot. Yeah. Um, and then once I, I, I remind myself of life, I mean, 
it's it's quite paradoxical of like the more I accept the reality of death, the more I accept like yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna die one day and that's okay. The more I I well, what's the word? I appreciate life so much that I want to try to live it as much as possible. That I want to try to create a bit more of longe- longevity in my life. Um, mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And and I th- I think I think uh, you know I, I don't I always always move to the word acceptance. Mm. You know, um, I think that enables us then to to broaden our you a little bit more when we fall under or at least we use that word as and, and gratitude as you said is a beautiful word too and I was thinking of gratitude before mm. because that that you know enables us to really appreciate where we are now and for some of us we, we, we're in a you know in a position that we can we can share these teachings or we can share our experiences in ways that really do support people and and, and I and I feel blessed in that way to be able to do that. Yes, I agree. I feel blessed as well. Well, um, we are coming towards the end of this this conversation, but uh, and we went really deep today, and <laughs> didn't mean to go there, but <laughs> quite deep. Uh, but I guess uh, is there any re- thoughts or other parting messages when it comes to this conversation we've talked about before we end this conversation? Oh, that's yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's <laughs> I, I, not really. I mean, I think I think I think it's it's been quite a quite a uh, good discussion, you know, in terms of how to manage oneself uh, as practically as possible in these situations. But also having questions, bigger questions around not just this moment, but the way we perceive ourselves generally in life, and and some of the things that we align with, and how some of these things, you know, are not necessarily supportive now of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I think, you know, like anything, when a moment has uh, multiple layers that are both very tangible on the surface and I think very, um, can be really experienced. But then, you know, we have other layers to the experience or to the moment that are much deeper. They are much more uh, emotional and psychological. They lead into abstract realms. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, for me, the human experience is is amazing. Uh, The human condition is amazing. It's it's just Mm multidimensional. And so so for me, the practice uh, is, is really... An exploration of, of what it is to be in this body, mm. and and I and I think um, th- th- we just have numerous opportunity opportunities to consistently delve into what it is to 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 be alive, um, uh, and but to have this unique body and also you know the narratives that come with it. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it's yeah I think every moment gives us that opportunity is just a matter of aligning to that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, I feel that there's a blessing in disguise um, for behind all this quarantine and isolation because I feel everybody is given the time to actually do that, and yeah. it's not easy. I mean, like you said, they with change there's always some discomfort because we're not used to it 
And but if we can stay with it, and we can actually ponder, reflect a little bit uh, what's behind the discomfort or how we actually perceive life, we might actually learn something from it. Yeah, yeah. I, I look, uh, yeah. You know, it's about being able to build the resources to deal with certain discomforts, and mm. um, that takes time. But you know, slowly, slowly, step yeah. by step. Um, just you know, my my only finish really here would be you know, let's just be kind to ourselves around all of this process. You know, so that's a great closing message. Be kind to ourselves, everybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. Alrighty. Well, thank you for having a conversation with me. Um, thank you for the technology that allows us to actually have a conversation. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? I love it. I love it. Yeah. We are physically distancing ourselves, but we are still able to talk as a community. That's really cool. Yes, that is very cool. Thank you, Meta, for your time. Really appreciate having the chat. It's really been cool. Yes, thank you, everybody, and see you. Or yeah, see you in the next Hansa Conversations. You've been listening to Hansa Conversations, a podcast. Please follow Hansa Yoga on Instagram and Facebook. Learn more about Hansa at hansa.yoga on the web, where you can also purchase online practice videos to practice at home. Don't forget to sign up to our mailing list to get updates on our latest news. So join us on the next Hansa Conversations, and thank you for listening.